0: Number two, Genesis in chapter number two. I don't even have a joke to follow that. Okay, Genesis in chapter number two, and we'll ask that you stand. And uh, according to my watch, it's fifteen after four. So what time is it? All right, somebody tell me that. Can somebody tell me what time it is? Preaching time. All right, what time is it? About eleven fifty-four. About eleven fifty-four. All right. So let's put that right there. Eleven fifty-five. Alright, and uh, y'all just give me about 30 minutes, and then I'll take another 15 or 20, so that'll put us right around 45 minutes. Okay, now I, I'll try to be obedient uh, to the Lord today. Genesis chapter number 2, and uh, that should not be too hard to find. It's right in the very first book of the Bible. And of course, Genesis is the book of beginnings, and it of course records the uh, origins of the universe and the earth and its kingdoms And the inhabitants thereof. And it's also what has been referred to as the seedbed of the Bible. And you say, what does that mean? That means that all of our doctrines that we adhere to uh, just one example salvation by grace through faith, plus nothing, minus nothing can be traced all the way back to the book of Genesis. It was God that provided the coats. God shed the blood. God made the coats to put on Adam and Eve. Of course, that is a picture of our salvation that we have through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here in this book of Genesis, there is a special place in the center of the Garden of Eden that God had uh, made. And in the center of that garden, there were two uh, two trees. There were two trees in the center of that garden. Uh, There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And Genesis in chapter number 2 and verse number 4 it says, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 8 And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the garden, and out of the ground, sorry, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and of evil. Verse number 15 of Genesis 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat uh, freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Thank you. You can be seated. I do appreciate you standing. Now we see here that God has given permission uh, to Adam and Eve to eat from every tree except one. Now you think about all the choices that they had there in the garden. God gave them, I don't know what all kind of trees that were there, but I promise you they were plentiful, they were powerful, they were nutritious. You're talking about a perfect environment and trees that were made by the Lord. And God's desire... Uh, For Adam and Eve were to live forever in this perfect environment, in perfect surroundings, in a perfect situation. And we don't know exactly what kind of fruit was on these trees, but the Bible's clear about it, that these were two literal trees with literal physical food. Of of fruit there, and so there should be no doubt as the quality of this fruit and the nutritious value of this food, Uh, and no doubt both of these trees were beautiful, but I want to preach this morning on which tree will it be. Which tree will it be, or which one will it be? And, of course, my mind's kind of been operating on that and uh, thinking about that. to look to the tree in 2023. I kind of come along late with that. But I've been thinking about trees. And not too long ago, actually yesterday, I saw a tree that had fell down that, that the wind had obviously just taken out with the culmination, I guess, of a lot of rain and a lot of wind. This huge tree. I don't know how old that it is, But it is no longer standing. But I'm glad, thank God, that what God creates and God makes, one of these days the earth and the curse that is on this earth will not have any power on anything anymore. That's why we have thorns. That's why we have thistles. That's why we have briars. That's why we have sawbriars. That's why we have these things on planet earth because of the curse that has been levied. But thank God one of the days these curses will be lifted upon the earth and God will not not curse this earth anymore. God will bless this earth again as he intended to in the book of Genesis and chapter number 2. And the reason I pose this question, which tree will it be, is because you cannot have both of these trees and be right with God. You cannot straddle the fence with God. You cannot be in and out, can and can't, will and won't. I tell you, if God is worth serving, he's worth giving it all. If it is important at all, that means it is all important. And you cannot have have both of these trees, which tree will it be for you? So, First of all, I want to look at verse number nine. This has to do, these two trees have to do with their focus. In verse number nine, the Bible said, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So that, without question, answers the fact that these trees were very good. They were very, tree, they were very plentiful. The Bible said the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge Of good and evil. So that tells me that both of these trees were right in the middle of where they were dwelling. It was right in the middle, in proximity of one to another. You could probably see the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life right there, pretty close together. And that's really where we are today. God has made Himself accessible to all mankind. It does not matter who you are, they're within arm's reach. But what a lot of people do is they choose to go against God and do things their own way. And the focus about these people and they were right in the middle God put this thing right in the middle so they could get a hold of it so God made that tree of life there accessible to these people and I wonder how many people have chosen to focus on things and get their mind off of things when God has put us right in the middle of the ability to be blessed to be saved to serve God and to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ I ask today what's the center of your world what's your focus on What's in the middle of your life and everything that you've got going on? Is your phone right in the middle of everything going on in your life? Is your job the focus of what's going on in your life? Is your social media uh, right in the middle of what's going on in your life? Is your focus on that? If, if your life is wrapped up in that, what is your focus on uh, this morning? And I, I th- think about all the self-help industries that we have, and it lets us know that this tree, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's out there let me say this the Bible said it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil so that doesn't mean it's all bad there are some good things that are involved there but what has happened is society has tried to take these good things and replace God with these good things and it lets us know that you look at the anxiety and the instability that's in our society today uh, that's running rampant in our country and we've understood that that will not fix anxiety and worry the tree of this world are not going to fix uh, anxiety and worry that's prevalent in America today. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 said thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And I'll say this these thoughts that we have, I uh, praise God for the brains that the Lord has given us amen and the thoughts that we might have, they're not necessarily wrong praise the Lord we ought to think about things but in, in response to our thoughts we can get in trouble because we start thinking about well God's too demanding and why would God ask me to do that and why would God be so demanding on me to ask me uh, to reject this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's what the devil does he begins to come to them and he begins to tempt them and he begins to say now look God just don't want you to have the blessings on your life God don't want you to have this knowledge that he had look what God is holding back from you I tell you God is withholding nothing from you and I today as a matter of fact the only thing he's withholding withheld is his wrath. The only thing that he has withheld from us is his judgment. Thank God for the mercy of God. And look at their focus. I mean, it's right there in the middle. And what happens if the enemy can infiltrate our thoughts, then he can infiltrate your entire being. And you think about these influences that have been creeping into our culture, into our schools, in our corporations, even in some doctor's offices. And I'll say this, there's no religious practice, there is no teaching, there's no catechism that you blend together to be pleasing to God. You cannot produce spiritual life. And again, it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Things that may be happening in your life, they may not be necessarily bad things, but are they cultivating your spirituality? Are they helping you get closer to God? Are they hindering you from God's blessing in your life? And there's a lot of religion today, and they'll let you have all the religion you want, and they'll try to incorporate it, and they'll try to blend it. That's what the world wants today. want to blend in Jesus with the ways of the world. They want to blend in a little bit of religion with the way that culture is going. John 5, 40 said, and You will not come to me that you might have life. He is the source of life. He is the only one that can give you true freedom. And that brings me to my next point. Look at verse 16. It said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree... Of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Now you think about the freedom that they had. They were free to choose the tree of life. I'm talking about the life-giving tree that was there. It was free for the taking. Why is that? Because God had a plan. God had a plan. You say, brother Randy, what was that plan? Well, Jesus was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But let's go deeper than that. You think about God's plan. Was He was going to create a being that would either choose Him or reject Him? he did not demand that they bow down before him and love him he gave them a choice now the angels we understand that they failed uh, we understand that uh, Satan took a third of the angels with him during the fall but God created human beings God created Adam and Eve so they would willingly choose him so they would willingly bow down so they would willingly do what he said that was God's plan and when God commanded Adam not to take of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil he was showing him what choice he should make. He was showing him the choice what he should do even though he knew what he would do. You think about when God brought Israel out of Egypt he gave them a similar choice in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. He said I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that thou and thy seed may live that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days. God is a sovereign God and I appreciate that, that God knows what's going on and God is a sovereign God but God gave them freedom to choose. Now to some people, sovereignty means that God decides everything and men you don't have a choice in it but the only thing about that, that's not biblical, amen. Uh, you say, well, he did, God decides everything. Well, i tell you what he did decide. He decided one thing. He's so sovereign, he decided to give them a free will, Amen. You have a choice today. You've got as much God as you want. I've got as much God as I want. Amen. If you want to be saved, he is accessible. If you want to be saved, he will change your life. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, praise God, you have a free choice in the matter. God is not going to drag you down to an altar. God is not going to pull you through. God's not going to just drag your door down, bust your door down, make you be saved. He'll make you wish you were saved one of these days, but God's not going make you choose him thank God for the day that I said I'd rather have Jesus that I choose Christ I chose Jesus I was not demanded he didn't drive me down the pathway hey listen I follow the shepherd and I do it by choice amen I'm glad thank God I followed Jesus I decided to follow the Lord 25 years ago he didn't make me follow him but I sure am glad that I did amen they had freedom to choose God if the only goal that God had was to create mankind without a choice, then God would have bypassed the Garden of Eden and he'd have bypassed the Garden of Gethsemane for that matter, amen. I mean, listen, he would have bypassed all these things and he would have made us just a bunch of robots, amen, a bunch of puppets uh, that would be programmed to sing his praises. But you know this tree tells us, these two trees tell us that we do have a choice. I mean, God placed man in the Garden of Eden and gave him a choice, a choice between the trees. Free of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And I tell you, other men cannot make the choice for you. Other denominations cannot make the choice for you. We're going to knock it on doors, go on visitation. I don't know if we'll be able to do that today. Look like the rain's coming. I was going to mention that to the at the end of the service. But anyway, there's just something in case you missed the announcement at the end, okay? We're going to try to see what happens. But we're going to try to knock on doors and tell people about the Lord. And we do ask them a lot of times the segue is do you go to church anywhere? Or where do you go to church? And that's always just kind of a door opener sometimes it's a door slammer but sometimes it just opens up the way to talk to people but at the end of the day we're not trying to proselyte nobody and get them to be members of Concord Baptist Church we're trying to get them saved by the grace of God and tell them that there is a right way and that there is the good way and God gave them a choice and God didn't make them do it a church religion or denomination cannot collectively get together and say I tell you what you come join over here here at the sideways church you come over here and you join us and you're going to heaven if you'll come over here and you'll join and I know some people get tore up about this but I'm telling you everybody in this world is not going to the happy hunting ground a lot of the secular schools will tell you well You know, it doesn't matter if you're this religion or that religion. Uh, Whatever you want to call him, if you want to call him this, if you don't call him that, if you Christians want to call him Jesus, that's fine. But he is whatever you call him. I tell you, listen, when the apostle Paul got saved on the Damascus Road, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Amen? He is the only way, and you got to choose Jesus. And what you choose to do with Jesus in this life is going to determine what he chooses to do with you in the life to come. Amen. There is only one way, but you have a freedom of choice. You say, Brother Randy, don't you understand that we're dead in trespasses and in sin. We are dead in trespasses and in sin. The Bible said, and you have thee quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sin. We wasn't asleep. We was dead as a hammer. You say, Brother Randy, the only way you're going to have to be, God's going to have to move. I believe that. God's going to have to draw. I believe that. Amen. But I will say this. Lazarus had been dead for four days. As a matter of fact he'd been dead in there so long that the people said Lord don't go in there by this time he stinks he had been dead for four days but he wasn't so dead that he did not hear the voice of God when God said Lazarus come forth I tell you he might have been dead but he wasn't so dead that he could not respond to the voice of God But I remember when God came to where I was, I didn't realize what all was even happening. But I thank God Jesus spoke to me when I was blind, but now I'm see. I'm glad I heard my Savior speak to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, let me get me a drink right here. That felt pretty good. It may not have been easy on your ears, but it felt good for my heart. Amen. I'm glad he spoke. Hallelujah. And God gave me a choice. He gave me a choice. A lost man's spiritually dead, but he's not intellectually dead. Amen? If you've got the wherewithal, if you've got enough sense to make a choice, praise God, you can be saved. That's why God said, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God spoke to them, and God wanted them, and God wanted a relationship not based on slavery. That's what the cults are about. That's what the David Koresh is and the kind, and the Jim Jones, and probably some cults today. That's what they're all about. They're trying to enslave their members. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there's some do's and don'ts and there's some right and wrongs that are found in the Bible. I'm not talking about enslaving somebody. I'm talking about freedom. And you think about this, friend. I mean, eating this forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve thought that they were actually enjoying freedom by choosing the tree that God said don't choose. You see, you think you're going to get freedom so you can do it your way. And you think you're going to get freedom to get out from under all these laws, all these regulations, all these binding things that have got me bound does it look and I mean listen I, I'm not trying to, to get too far and, and I know that I I, I don't have a, a lot of things that you all have but I've just come to the conclusion that some people they're just going to have them they're just going to do it and I, I tell you I get things and people say well and I hear preachers preaching at meetings and they talk about these things are recovering fundamentalists and all these people that are doing disclaimers on old time religion and uh, they say well brother and did you know this and did you know that and did you know that well number one listen I, I don't have time to get in all that. I, I don't have time. I mean, listen, uh, but, but but if they're occupying all their time just trying to prove everybody how wrong we are and how right they are, honey, I'm telling you what, who's got time to do all that their whole life, their whole day? It sounds like to me that they're in bondage. It sounds like they don't have freedom. Everybody talks about how bad it is and how awful it is. Honey, it is not all. Whatever they got, I don't know that. And I know that people's been abused. And I know people hadn't been done right. And I know there's some things that's been done. But I'm going to say something right now. Honey, when I got saved by the grace of God, I needed freedom. And God gave me freedom. And I'm telling you everything by the grace of God that I'm doing today, it is not a drudgery. I dress right and live right and spit white by the grace of God not because I'm a good filler but because I serve a good God. And I don't want to hurt him. And I don't want to displease him. And I don't want to break his heart because he has been so good to me thank God for the choice and you know what they did they focused on the very thing they could not have in a perfect environment we need to think we're not going to battle with those same things hey you tell somebody you can't you watch them <laughs> Amen. well I'll tell you <laughs> I'll show you I can well you can you can He said, I want you to choose me. They said, no. They didn't say, God, how great thou art. They said, Brother Joe, how great I art. That's what they said. They said, oh, no, uh, we want the freedom to choose everything. Think about all the things they could have. People want to magnify the one thing. They want to magnify the one, whatever it is, the one issue that's why people want to go places where there's not a whole lot going to be said about a whole lot because they say, well, they ain't in no business. You ain't got no business doing that, amen? I mean, they were in a place where they could enjoy the freedom when in all actuality they had become the subjects of sin. They had become in bondage to that. They had become in subjection to the very sin that they did not want to be in subject to. They become in very bondage to the very thing. They said, Free? Oh, I want my freedom. I want my freedom. Let me go. Let me do what I want to do. I'm telling you, thank God. God sometimes will throw up the stop sign and say, don't do it. And that's what God did here, amen. They did have freedom. They did have freedom. And it's not the fact. I tell you, when society comes together and they try to move in a direction, To try to quote unquote lead us to have a closer relationship with God through, and I'm gonna say something here coexistence. Coexistence. And y'all seen this, these bumper stickers. And they'll have a star of David, and they'll have something on there for Wicca, and they'll have a cross, and they'll have all kinds of stuff, which I don't know what half of them says and what half of them means. But I will say this, honey, everybody that says they're saved and everybody says they're going to heaven. I mean listen I'm not talking about loving one. I you ought to love everybody and the Bible is very very plain about that and we ought to and God so loves the world amen but I don't know how general God's love is God loves the world all right but you don't love your you don't love I hope you don't love every woman like you love your wife I hope you don't amen I mean God so loved the world thank God for God's love But I'm telling you, these people that are saying, well, you know, you ought not be so dogmatic, you ought not be so narrow-minded about it. I tell you, God was very narrow-minded about this. He said, I'm gonna give you a choice he said you can choose to choose what I tell you not to do he said or I give you everything else around here for you to enjoy and they begin to magnify those things and when the world wants to come in and uh, bring in beliefs and practices uh, just to fill our plate with whatever serves our appetite and whatever fits in and it's all about having your way religion and coexisting I'm telling you right now I'm not trying to be mean honey, but if these the denominations if the Mormons believe what the Mormons believe. You say, you believe a Mormon can be saved. I believe a Mormon can be saved. But I believe a Mormon, if they believe what they say they believe, I believe they need to be saved. Amen. I'm not saying they cannot be saved. Hey, and people say, well, I don't know if Jehovah's Witness can be saved. A Jehovah's Witness can be saved. Amen. I I was preaching one time, and and as far as I know, he's still at that church down in the car. As far as I know, as far as I know. They brought him there, and this had been years ago. They brought him there, and it was homecoming. Amen. And back when I was in evangelism, I really liked them. They said, Brother Randy, uh, we want you to come and preach a homecoming. They didn't even have to get the word out. Okay, brother, I'll be there. Amen. But we preach a homecoming. This old girl, she brought her daddy. And I mean, he was, had been raised in that. And I'm telling you, I saw God. Brother Ellis, get a hold of that man's heart. And I saw God, and I did not know what was going on. I saw God get a hold of that man. And he came down, got saved by the grace of God. And I'm telling you, well and you can just you can just, I guess you can ask him Amen. the next time that you see him but Justin Gazaway was the pastor there at that time and the last time I see him it had been a few years ago and he said brother Randy that man is still down there that man still serving God I'm telling you it doesn't matter what kind of religious upbringing you have it doesn't matter if you raise Jehovah's Witness Mormon whatever fill in the blank you've still got to choose the Lord Jesus Christ you've got to choose the tree of life and that is Jesus Christ don't be magnifying all the things that you, I can't get by with this anymore. I'm telling you, when God saves you and changes you, he'll change your wanter. He'll change your desire. Amen. Amen. What can I not do? Amen. Preacher, y'all don't allow that. Amen. Well, I say this. Don't look at what's not allowed. But I'll say that in the Bible, they some thou shalt not. Amen. I'm telling you, it, it it's all right for us to think about some things and to ponder some things when they send you off into school. And I, I understand, listen, we got people here that want to get a good education. all right? And we've got people in here that are going to, that are going to college. We got people in here that are, that are wanting a career. Now, I'm not trying to get up any business, but I'm going to say this. If you've been taught your whole life the right way and the good way, Now, I'm telling you, and I'll use my brother as an example. When he went off, he had been raised right. I mean, he had been raised around this kind of atmosphere, good man of God. I'm telling you, when he got off to secular college, they began to tear down everything that he had been taught. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what the secular world will do. I'm telling you, they try to debate about all these things and say, well, God didn't create this and God didn't create that. Praise God, I've got a Bible that tells me otherwise. I've got a Bible that tells me how that God created the heavens and the earth, Amen. Thank God for that. We've got the truth. They had freedom, but look what they did. They chose the forbidden. Verse 17, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Amen. They could have eaten from all the trees. Don't know how many. But there was one that God said, don't eat of that. People say, well, you know, I I don't like that. I I don't like these laws. I don't like these regulations about it. Adam and Eve chose to go against God and when you choose to go against what the Word of God says when you choose to reject Christ when you choose to go another way when you choose to believe another way when you choose to receive another way there is a way that seemeth right unto men but the ways that but the end thereof are the ways of death there's some thou shalt nots in this Bible You can label whatever you want to label. It's not legalism. It is the Bible. When God says, whoa, when God says, no, when God says, flee, amen, when God says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Hey, listen, that's not a suggestion. And the name of these trees indicate that it did have some good stuff about it. I mean, you listen to the New Age movement. Things that's going on now in the New Age movement, it's been said that it's the most dangerous enemy of Christianity in the world. Even more dangerous than secular humanism. And the reason is because they're trying to blend things in and try to religify them. And I know that's not even the word. I feel like George W. Bush, all right? But they try to bring religion into it. And they try to blend them all together. Listen, I'm not against being in shape, all right? Amen? I'm not against exercising, I'm not against, and I'm against yoga because I'd throw both hips out of joint and I'd spend six months at the chiropractor trying to get it all figured out, all right? But when you try to incorporate those things and you try to blend those together, they'll say, well, go ahead and have your religion of your choice. Go ahead and go to the church of your choice. But you've also got to involve that inner man, that inner being. You've got to connect with that inner good that's inside of every one of you. That's what the yin-yang is When you see that white circle with a black dot in it when you see and it's half and half and what it means basically is there's a little bit of good in everybody and a little bit of bad that's what the world is saying that's what eastern religion is that's what Taoism is and that now is facing us even more than secular humanism is hey the devil don't care if you get a little religion just mix it up with something else mix it up with some mind over matter mix it up with some things like that and I tell you most these things are connected with the Chinese religion, amen, of Taoism, and right now, I don't want nothing from China, amen. We done got the COVID from them, and we don't want nothing else, amen. Everybody all right, amen. You say, where'd they get it from? They got it from what went wrong. I don't know what happened over there, but right now, I mean, there are enemies. All right, there are enemies. Y'all understand now, I'm not talking about racism. I'm not talking about that at all. If you think I am, then you're just wrong about that. You're wrong about that, amen? God loves everybody and we do too. And God wants everybody to be saved. That's my point. God wants everybody to be saved. It's not in Taoism or Hinduism. I tell you, they've got people over there starving to death in India and you've got big cattle. Well, you don't have a lot of big cattle because the cattle started. But you've got people over there that are starving to death in India and they're worshiping rats, I'm talking about worshiping a rat. I think every rat ought to be killed. Every one of them, amen, whether you've got to stomp it, shoot it with a BB gun, whatever, homemade trap, five-gallon bucket. You say, well, that's cruel, amen. Well, I tell you what, the rats, they may not hurt you, but they'll make you hurt yourself or somebody else, amen, if you're afraid of them, if you're scared of them, okay? But they're worshiping rats, and the cows walking around there, I mean, they just, uh, I mean, they just cheesing it. I mean, you know, here's people starved to death, and they say, why is that? Well, that cow might be my ancestor. That's what they believe. That cow might be my ancestor. I mean, we don't believe in that. We don't believe in reincarnation. But I'm telling you one thing. If I did, if, I, if we did believe in stuff like that, I mean, listen, why is it? They, they say, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back as a weasel. No, they're coming back as... My, they're, oh, no, we're going to come back as lions. We're going to come back as tigers. We're going to come back as the rhino. Nobody messes with the rhino. We're going to come back with... Oh No, we know we don't believe that. You say, Brother Randy, do you believe we can actually get there? We are there. We're there today. You've got people that think that they are dogs. You've got people that think that they are animals. Because truth has not been trumpeted. Because things have not been stood for. Because we've compromised. And we've watered it down. And we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You were born a human being. And if you are a man, you were born a man and you will die a man. If you are a woman, you were born a woman and you will die a woman. It don't matter, amen, you can, put, you can put so much makeup on, make you sing, how firm a foundation. It don't matter, you're still a man and you was born that way, amen. That's right. But what happens now, that's, that's, and it's all been contaminated. Why do you think we have the rainbows now? It's not for Noah. It's not about Noah. It's the Babylonian way, it's polluting. That's why the rainbows now stand for something ungodly and wicked. That's what the Bible calls it, not me, amen. An abomination, that's what the Word says. Amen. And, and the eye and the triangle and the unicorn and stuff like that. And I know people, they say, well, you know, this lake I got, these 12-pound bass in there, it's a unicorn lake. It ain't no unicorn. Amen. Ain't no such thing. Man, I've hit a snag guard. Y'all love me, don't you? Y'all my buddies, ain't you? Amen. Bless Pat, I'm preaching this morning. I need some amens. Hey, Amen. I'm just telling you, friend. That's the truth. That's the truth. All these things are directly connected to religion other than Christianity. I'm telling you, God still got his hand on the wheel, and God still knows what's going on. And these ways of the world I mean, I'm talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't look at it, don't choose it. I mean, don't go over there. Yes, it's in the midst. Yes, it's right there accessible to you. But I'm going to give you a choice. And God said, don't choose to go over here where there'll be a little bit of good and a little bit of evil. And that's what's going on in society today. That's what they're they're teaching. Oh, yes, we believe Jesus is a great spiritual master. And we believe he was a great man for a great cause. But they make no demands. Jesus is not going to demand anything of you. He's going to live and let live. I mean, he's going to let, he's going to allow anything to go on and he's just going to be some hippie Jesus and he's just going to be some, and everything's going to be all right and he's not going to make demands on your life. You need to go read, they need to go read their Bible again. There was a man who had many possessions. And Jesus made a demand on him. He said, what can I do to her?" He said, sell everything you got. Honey, that is demanding. The woman in the well in John chapter number four, she said, give me a drink of this water. Most people today would say, oh yeah, get her a drink. Oh, she'll be teaching Sunday school here in the week next, after next. Jesus said, well, I'll tell you what, before I can give you a drink of living water, uh, Here's what I want you to do. He said, uh, who, Who's your husband? Go get your husband. What's he doing? He's making demands. That's the Jesus of the Bible. Is he full of compassion? Yes, thank God. Is he full of mercy? Yes, he is. But I'm telling you, there's not going to be any sinner that's going to weigh out the good. And, and I mean, listen, if you've, got, if you've got that and some of y'all don't know what a yin-yang is, you think that's something you get over at the Super Hibachi. All right? I'm, I'm not talking about that. But we got young people who know what it is. And we got some adults in here that knows what it is. Man, won't you know what it is? One of the, probably the best race car drivers in the world at one time. Still a guy. I don't know if he still got it or not. Uh, well, see, and that's, that's what it is. And they have been, oh, my. You know, don't, don't, don't be so narrow-minded. Why, my goodness. I can't believe you would be so narrow-minded. I'm going to tell you what, friend. When it comes to eternity, you better get down where the rubber meets the road. I mean, you better get down there because I'm going to tell you this, friend. That's the difference between heaven and hell. That's the difference between going to heaven and going to hell when you die. And God said, do not choose that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's exactly what they did. They say, so, well, fix your problem by meditation. Breathe right. Amen. Do some exercise. I believe in it. I, I don't look like it. I don't look like it, but I'm trying. amen. I, I do believe in it. I do believe it. I've been running a forklift for a pretty good while. all right. I do believe you ought to get some exercise. I'm trying to do better at it, okay? I mean, I really am. I really am. I'm trying to take care of myself. But listen, you can't fix a problem... You're not going to fix your problem with meditation. You're going to fix your problem with the master, the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't fix the problems that's going on. You can't fix the, the problems by breathing exercises. Amen. you got to get a new birth. You're not going to get it fixed by breathing in and breathing out. Amen. And all those breathing exercises. And you ought to be doing that. Amen. But I'm telling you the issue cannot be fixed with food. Their issue wasn't even going to be fixed with things that Had some good in them. It probably amazes us how many people think that. Well, you know, brother Randy. Well, they sincere. You won't meet no more sincere person in all the Word of God than Saul of Tarsus. He was as sincere of anybody you'll ever meet in the Scripture, and he was lost, and on his way to a devil's hell until he met Jesus. He was sincere, but he was sincerely wrong. Amen. Listen. That's what's going on right now with a lot of these things. And, and you, you see where some of these things. There was a leader's name was Confucius. And that's what he was sent to earth to do, is to confuse us. Alright? There was a man named Confucius, and he, he had basically the same thing, based on Eastern religion. But here's what happened. Some of the Confucianists, I guess is what you would call them, they took the Taoism, and they took these Chinese religions and they took Eastern religion and then they began to change it. They began to contort it a little bit. And one of the reasons is is because some of the Eastern religions would try to put women and men on the same level and some of the men did not like that. And they changed that. Even though it's a fundamental principle of the yin-yang that neither gender is dominant or more powerful than the other. I mean, some women, I guess that's why some of the women like that, I guess. Man, you say you believe women are inferior? No, I actually believe they're superior. Amen. I'm no dummy. My wife's sitting here. Amen. But I do understand this. I know all about the garden and the curse and everything. But they began to change that. I said, whoa, now, wait a minute. We want these women... We want to be able to say jump how high. We want these women to be our slaves. We want these women to be under our thumb. And so they just changed it. They said, well, we'll take a little bit of it, but we're not going to take all of it. Amen. Uh, They say, well, you know, uh, we're to dominate. We're to dominate. And so they just begin to change it. That's what's going on today. Well, if you don't like it, just change it. I maybe some of you may have got offended by some of the things I've said this morning. I hope not, and that's not my job to try to offend you, but you won't change it. You may attempt to change it in your mind, and you may. That's the case. Whether you believe it or not, it is the case. And you're not going to change it. God give you a choice, and you can choose freedom. But you can choose the forbidden. Amen. they declared their independency against God. Verse 17, their fall, their fall. Verse number 17 said, "But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Thou shalt surely die, a spiritual death, spiritual death. Genesis in chapter number three. Verse number 1 said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2 said, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden... God has said, "Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. People say, well, no. You know, the devil added to the word of God. Okay, I'm I'm not going to debate about that. But he didn't mention the other tree. That's where the issue is, I believe. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. They were two trees in the midst of that garden, friend. They were two choices in the midst of that garden. I... Which tree do you want? See, the adversary magnifies these things that God won't let you have. Well, if I get saved, I'm not going to have this and I'm not going to have that. I'll tell you what you will have. You'll have Jesus Christ. And you'll have a peace that passes all understanding. He said in verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and here are the saddest words in my opinion in our King James Bible because on these words hinge cemeteries sadness funeral homes sickness depravity the Bible said and he did he didn't have to. She didn't have to. The fall, physical death, and you say, brother Randy, and here's what people will say. Here's why they're trying to mention. Here's trying to trying to blend religion in today. And I'm trying to quit. And I'm trying to quit. Here's what they do. They say that's not fair of God. How unfair! Look how mean your God is. Look how mean he is. He drove them away. So they could not partake of the tree of life. And they use that as a trumpet verse to say, look how bad your God is. My rebuttal to that is, no, look how good our God is. Can you imagine living in this flesh? I'm 55 and I feel like I'm falling apart. Some people in here, my daddy just turned 83. And he's in better shape than most people in this building. I know he's in better shape than I am. But can you imagine if God had not drove them out of the Garden of Eden and not allowed them to partake of that after the fall, they would have lived forever in a dying state in mortal flesh. Now listen, you think about how when you get on up in years how bad it is. They would have lived on and on and on in a corruptible body till they would have been no more. I don't know. I don't know. It was the mercy of God that did that. Amen. Thank God there is going to be a day where this mortal is going to put on immortality. Because if you're saved, you chose the tree of life. You say, what is that tree? It's Calvary. There was a tree in the book of Genesis and that same tree is in the book of the Revelation. Amen. It is the tree of life. Which two of the trees do you want? The only way you're going to have the tree of life in the book of the Revelation is to choose the tree of Calvary and what Jesus Christ did for you. He died in your place, and he paid the debt that you will never be able to pay. They're going to come to the instruments. We'll get a song of invitation. Now listen, I don't know transplanted. I don't know how it all worked out and some of these theologians and we've got people in here that's pastored y'all can help me with this but the Bible said in verse number 2 in the midst of the street of it this is talking about heaven friend and on either side of the river there was the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations there shall be no more curse see in the midst of that city there's only one tree Amen. There, the choice is over Everybody in there made the choice for Christ, and now forever in the midst, we'll have that tree of life, amen, that will heal and help and preserve. And I don't know how all that's going to work, but I do know this. In the book of Genesis, it speaks of entrance of sin into the world with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, in revelation that tells us about the banishment of all sin. Genesis talks about a sin curse that was pronounced. Revelation talks about a broken curse. The book of Genesis speaks of the devil's first triumph, victory over mankind. Revelation speaks of the devil's demise. And finally, after Adam's sin, Genesis speaks of the exclusion from the tree of life. Revelation speaks of the admission to the tree of life. I ask you this morning, which tree are you gonna choose? Because whichever one you choose, you say, well... Brother Randy, there's a little bit of good in me. And God's not going to hold that against me. And God's going to weigh this out. Every religion believes that other than Christianity. The only thing good about you is Jesus Christ. The only thing good about any of us is we have the righteousness of Christ that's been given to us. Through his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's everybody stand.